your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Stephen Hawking died today. The famous theoretical physicist who was stricken by ALS. He was a genius, but once said that, quote, people who boast about their IQ are losers, unquote. I quite agree. I think people should be judged as at the NFL Combine by their time in the 40 and by their vertical leap. Stephen Hawking wasted his time and his brilliance on crap like black holes and quantum mechanics. But I have used my tested IQ of 166 to help and advise all mankind via the miracle of sports talk. You tell me, who had the life better spent? Hey, Stephen Hawking, guess what? You just made the list! At least now Stephen Hawking knows if God is real or not. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cut on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Tonight's the great Pittsburgh sports debate. Me. Mike Pursuta, Adam Crowley, Stan Saverin, and Tim Benz. It's at the Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore. What would you like to see discussed at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate? Are you planning on going? And would it make you feel as if it was more of an event, more of a big deal, if there was physical violence between two of the participants and given a choice of the five involved? Which two would you most like to see fight? Me, Prasuda, Benz, Saverin, Adam Crowley. My dream matchup out of those five would probably be me, be Stan and Adam Crowley. Like the real old guy against the real young guy. And Stan knows he's at a disadvantage age-wise. You know, Stan's a big tennis player. So some point he pulls out the loaded tennis racket like Jim Cornette back in wrestling with the Midnight Express. That is the fight that, that I would prefer to see. I didn't like it when Stephen Hawking said, people who boast about their IQ are losers, unquote. Uh, first off, if, if he hadn't been stricken with ALS, nobody would ever heard of him. That was kind of like his calling card, and he used it superbly. I'm sure he'd rather not, and, and I respect everything he accomplished, but it almost felt like he said that directly to me. At any rate, he's dead, and I'm alive. 412-333-9939, the number to call. The first time I read that he said that, I'm like, wait a minute. He talking about me? And let's not forget, my time in the 40 would not be good. In fact, I might bet on Stephen Hawking. And my vertical leap, well, same thing. Penguins-Rangers tonight, it, it is weird how some of the trades at the deadline work out. It is a slight difference that Ian Cole has two goals and Derek Broussard has one since that trade. 
Although Cole is a defenseman who doesn't score much, and Broussard is a center playing with Phil Kessel. But I think Broussard's played very well. And you'll recall when he was on the show last week, he talked about the adjustment from playing in Ottawa's very restrictive defensive system, their 1-3-1 trap, to coming here to Pittsburgh and playing, you know, wide open fire wagon hockey. And it is going to take a while to truly react and not think, given the extreme nature of Broussard's switcheroo. You know what I've always wanted to ask someone who covers hockey or who has played for Ottawa or currently plays? This is like a real good question. I wanted to ask Rupper, but we didn't have time today. What with the commercials? Uh, how can Eric Carlson run wild, brother? In, in that one three one, everybody else is playing so restricted. It seems like he has carte blanche to to go and do as he likes, and that's good because it works. He's a dynamic and dominant offensive defenseman. Like I was rewinding, I did a column about Broussard for the Penguins website that's going to come out in, in the near future, and, and Broussard saying, "I was always standing still in Ottawa. I have to." Remember to move my feet. I have to not be afraid to take a shot. It's just a totally different game in Ottawa than in Pittsburgh. And really, if you had to pick two teams between whom a switch would be so hard to make while the season was going on, it would be coming from Ottawa to Pittsburgh or vice versa. Here's some big news being broken on KDKA TV tonight, be sure to tune in at 5.30. Hell, turn this show off and watch this because this is breaking news. Your 2018 Pittsburgh Pirates are a very close bunch of players, but how important is camaraderie to winning? Here's what the players think at 5.30. Now, will whoever does the interview for that actually be waving pom-poms and actually cheerleading? Maybe Selena Pompiani. She has that perky cheerleader-type glow about her. And the players are all going to say, yeah, we're pulling for each other. We love each other. And meanwhile, what they're thinking is, wait a minute. They got rid of Kutch and kept these other bums? That's what Jay Hayes thinking. I can promise you that. Let's go to Brian on the north side. Brian, you're on with Double M. Uh, hello, Mark. How are you? Good. Mark, I'll be there tonight. And, uh, oh, I'd good. Like a, I'd like to see a fight between Tim Benz and Adam Crowley. You know, everyone says they sound kind of the same on the radio. I'm sure people have said that to you. Oh, no, I, I don't think they do, but go ahead. I don't either. I don't either, but people seem to think they do. So what I think is that uh, they should fight each other. The winner should then reach into the other other uh, loser's neck and reach his, pull his vocal cords out, kind of similar to how in Dumb and Dumber, Remember when uh, when uh, Lloyd in that dream sequence pulled reach into that guy's they had that whole kung fu sequence? He yeah, I don't guy. think that's going to happen tonight at Tequila Cowboy. How about this for a compromise, though? All right, all right. Uh, Benz and Crowley fight. They in the in the only place they can land a closed fist is in the larynx. All right. Oh, that's they have to punch hilarious. each other in the larynx so they can either knock out the other guy's voice or make him sound different. That's perfect. Kind of like the DOC when his car wrecked. Mark, I paid for VIP. All right, that's 20 bucks. I'll give you 40 if you can make that happen. If you're in VIP, just stay the frig away from me. 
Let's go to uh, Dallas in Mount Pleasant, as opposed to Mount Pleasant in Dallas. Dallas, run with double M. Hey, Mark. I, the fight I'd like to see is you with Jim Colony as your manager. I'd like to see you beat the crap out of Ron Cook. And, uh, oh, okay, two of those three people will not be at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate tonight. <laughs> hey, Harold Carmichael will. <laughs> <laughs> We got Jim and John on hold. We got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. We got me wishing I had had time to stop and eat today. I had one bagel and a cup of coffee all day. What? What are they? What the? What is the food going to be at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate? Because usually it's gone by the time I get there. Things are going to change now that I know I'm the biggest producer of revenue in this building. Okay, I want star treatment all the time. And no, I'm not going to ride the friggin' mechanical bull. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, uh, yeah. Mark. Sorry. I'm talking to my son. Um, no one cares at all. No one. The X at 105.9. We got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. Got a couple quick calls to get through here. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Question about, I'm, I'm with you. I always air on the side of, you know, offense in the NHL. And I hate this offside challenge stuff, uh, especially when they're really ticky-tack. I had a question about the blue line. Whenever you are, you have possession of the puck inside the offensive zone, if the puck is on the blue line, you're still on side. It's still right? in the zone. Coming out, the blue line is part of the zone. Going in, the blue line is not part of the zone. Why can't it be the same? Why can't it as soon as the... When because you're it just isn't. Anything else? I, I just think that... Because it isn't. But why can't they look at it if they want... You want more... They're not going to. Anything else? Thanks, Mark. Okay, I mean, gee, that's a great idea. I mean, the guy was adult... Or not the get says ticky-tack offside call. There's no such thing as a ticky-tack offside call. You're either offside or you are not. It's either or. Everybody calls the show with a dumbass idea and expects me to go, well, Gene, that's a really good idea. I think we should look at it. Let's go to John in Bridgeville. John, you're on with Double M. What up, Big Sexy? What up? Hey, is the story about Craig Adams true about drinking coffee with the coaches before? Yeah, he used, to sit, he used to sit in the coach's office all the time and drink coffee with the coaches. That was the Dan Bilesma era. I figured that. So it's true? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's a big scandal. Well, no, I just think it's funny. It's not like the Kennedys both banging Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Addy played his cards very well. It's how he stayed with the Penguins for, what was it, seven years and in the league for a long time, despite being a career fourth liner, albeit a good career fourth liner during a certain short time period. Let's go to Jim on the road. Jim. You're on with Double M. Mark. Yes. Hey, so how about you versus Pursuta tonight with uh, with Stan refing? What do you think? We wouldn't need a ref. No, I like Pursuta. There's no one in this thing I want to fight. I want to see other people fight. Actually, it doesn't make sense. If I liked them all, I wouldn't want them to fight each other. But then again, who doesn't like a good fight? Up next, Dejan. 
This is Patrick Hornquist of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Live from New York, where the Penguins play the Rangers, it's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, what does Evgeny Malkin have to do to get NHL MVP? Uh, well, the first thing he could do is probably push Nikita Kucherov down a flight of steps, and then, you know, there's a lot of different variables in it, including the fact that the Canadian media now seems to be hopping aboard the Taylor Hall bandwagon, uh, of all things. If you take the literal interpretation of the way the Hart Trophy is defined, it's a player who is adjudged to be most valuable to his team. In that context, yeah, the Devils have at least a conversational case, but when you come to you know, who's the actual best player, which is the way the award actually gets presented uh, and voted on, uh, you know, it's going to come down to whether or not Malkin can keep this up. If he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to overtake Kucherov, and then it's just not going to be interesting because people do remember what happened most recently. There is a recency bias in voting. What does Evgeny Malkin have to do to be considered the greatest Russian player ever and is that even possible if you go back to the Red Army days? I, I don't think it is because in, in Russia, and uh, I, I, this is something that I, I learned in covering the Sochi Olympics and seeing the, the movies and the books and the tributes to Valery Harlamov, uh, he, he is held in uh, almost a, a godlike regard uh, by the people there. Uh, the, the Soviet Red Army teams, obviously the you know the KLM line, those those are held in a different regard for different reasons, including the fact that they broke free of the Iron Curtain and came to North America. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's going to end up with way more goals. So that's going to end up you know, skewing that argument in and of itself. However, Evgeny Malkin's claim to fame uh, in this context is that he's going to be a guy who put up a ton of points but also won at least three Stanley Cups uh, there have been other Russians, you know, Sergei Fedorov obviously won a few, uh, who have done a lot of winning in the NHL, but uh, Gino's status, he's going to have to end up, to answer your question directly, Mark, is the highest scoring Russian of all time in terms of points, and I don't think that's going to be easy either, because remember, Ovechkin had the one-year head start, plus Gino missed a lot of time with injuries. Why is Evgeny Malkin on such a tear with Hornquist and Haglund as his line mates? Because I did not see that coming. No, I don't know that ever anyone did, although, you know, again, if you go back to the Ruslan Fedotenko days, uh, it was the straight-line winger approach that worked best for Gino. Mike Sullivan's thinking is that if he has wingers around him who are doing that straight-line forecheck, who are making things happen, then Gino can be more comfortable and safer, I might add, in doing his spinning and twirling and keeping his feet moving the way he has. If you look at the plays that he has set up, some of them, Mark, over the past two months, a lot of them have been made by going backward, you know, by going backward through the offensive zone because he's just constantly creating, constantly in motion. I've asked him about that aspect specifically, and all he says is, I'm skating hard, I'm skating hard. Well, we see that, but the point is that he never stops skating. He keeps moving. Even on the power play, Mark, when's the last time you saw a guy on any power play that moved? around as much as Malkin does. Derek Broussard has one goal for Pittsburgh. Ian Cole has two for Columbus. It's a small sample day on, but what does Broussard still have to get right? 
Well, what he needs to get right, I'm going to tell you this. This morning, uh, he was nervous. He's starting to beat himself up a little bit. He's got one goal, one assist through seven games, only only 15 shots on goal, and this despite playing with a guy who's just a human offensive machine right now in Phil Kessel. Uh, I think he just needs to lighten up. Sid stayed on the rink with Broussard for an extra half hour today, just the two of them and Tristan Jari. Uh, not to build up any chemistry. Obviously, they're not even line mates, uh, but I think mostly just to loosen him up based on a conversation that I had with Sid later. He was trying to you know, keep him away from the New York uh, cameras and microphones for as long as he could. And then by the time those came around, Broussard was just really, you know, a little bit edgy, which you can tell is not his natural personality. I think he just needs to have a big game. You know, the one goal that he scored in Pittsburgh was nice, but that wasn't enough. He needs to really start feeling comfortable. And by that, according to these guys and the Rangers that I talked to today, that just means skating. He needs to start getting out of his Ottawa shell and flying around the rink. We're talking today on Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Is Sherry a good fit for Sid on wing? The presumption is yes. I say no. It's good for Sherry, not good for Sid. The production by Sherry is too inconsistent. Why don't you like Sherry on the wing with Sid? Because I think Russ is a better fit. Okay. Well, all right. I was going to say, I didn't. I, I would be surprised if you had found some sort of flaw there. Uh, well, he's too small. Yeah. He gets he gets rubbed out on giving yeah, goes too often. And, and then what ends up happening is the combination of Sherry and Gensel both being there is you have two guys that are too small out there with him. Uh, and they do get knocked around, and they do get slowed down rather easily. Uh, that said, uh, Sherry's had legit chemistry with Sid. Uh, he reads him really well and vice versa. So I, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, I do like the idea of Brian Russ being up there, but I also understand what I think, what I've heard here today that Mike Sullivan is considering doing, and that's having Rust on the third line uh, with Derek Broussard and Phil Kessel. Um, if that happens, maybe Rust could be, and I think you said something to this effect at a press conference a little while ago, Rust could be that guy who just kind of solves every line's problems. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he is, because he can play left, he can play right, mm-hmm. he can play first, second, third, or fourth. But but I, I think he's better at right than he is on the left. I think he's better with Sid than he would be with Broussard. I think he does more for Sid's line than he will for a line with Broussard and Kessel. I think so, too. But I also think that there's an immediate urgency. Uh, urgency is a little too strong, but maybe not, uh, to get Broussard going. And I think that's the priority here right now. You know what Sid and the kids' line can do. Uh, but what you want to see right now is you want to get you want to see Broussard get going, uh, you know, hopefully for him. Uh, tonight and again tomorrow in Montreal. Has Ruedel solved the Penguins' problems on defense? He's certainly done well since getting back in the lineup, hasn't he? Are you coming around on Ruedel, are you? Well, he might be a six, and, and that's all they need him to be. One thing I do like about him, he's right-handed and will continue to be right-handed. Yeah. I'll tell you what I like best about uh, Chad Ruedel is that his inclusion in the lineup uh, and, and the way that Mike Sullivan structured having uh, Ole Matta with him rather than just going with the obvious, has solved not one problem but two because now Jamie Alexiak is back to being his best self because he's with Justin Schultz. Uh, that part, I think, has really just settled everybody down uh, in addition to the fact that they've gotten, uh, Jacques Martin in particular, has gotten really comfortable with deploying Chris Letang and Brian Dumoulin as the quote-unquote shutdown pair. 
you're starting to see the makings of what the playoff defensive pairings will look like, and it, it's nice. And I agree with you. I think Ruiz has been steady, not spectacular. He can still become better uh, in terms of defensive awareness. But we said a lot of the same things about Matt Niskanen at the same stage of his Pittsburgh career, and he's turned out to be a pretty nice NHL player. Yeah, my one complaint with the current defensive setup is uh, having Mata out there to really steady, if not carry, Ruedel has cost Mata minutes, and I think he's been their most consistent defenseman all year. Yeah, it's cost him minutes. It's also cost him rushes up ice. And when Ole Mata was at his like elite version of himself early this season, uh, he was not just joining the rush, he was sometimes leading the rush. Um, he has... Yeah, I don't want to throw Nicholas Lidstrom's name into that, but some of the same patterns. Yeah, don't do that. No, but you know what I mean. Not in terms of performance, obviously. But some of the same patterns in terms of the way he likes to support the rush, the way he likes to make plays happen up the left side, that's when he's at his best. I haven't seen him look comfortable doing that since he's been paired with Ruedel. But then, again, like you said, when you're the third pairing, they're, they're not asking that much from you. Uh, no Steelers news today in free agency, uh, aside from people like Chris Hubbard leaving. Uh, the Steelers are slow playing free agency, like always, yet people talk about big signings. You think we'd have learned by now? I don't know about that, Mark. I mean, they were pretty aggressive last year with the trades and everything, closer to the the season starting. Uh, I mean, that's as aggressive as we've ever seen them in an off season, and that, those count, too, those ones in training camp. Uh, I, I think they have set the table for themselves to be aggressive, certainly with the secondary. I mean, I don't think any of us could have been surprised at Mike Mitchell being released, but Robert Golden is a guy who was pretty valuable to Danny Smith's special teams, and he at least knew the system as a safety when he had to go out there. To me, that's a sign between those guys and then Carnell Lake, either depending on who you believe, walking away or being pushed out, that Mike Tomlin's had it with the secondary that he wants to see something completely different. Now, obviously, it's not a total overhaul because you still got Joe Hayden and you still got uh, the two young guys and Sean Davis and Artie Burns, but there's work to be done now. They have to bring in real live players, and it can't just be drafted. Well, can they afford real live players? I mean, Tyrone Matthew, who got released by Arizona, would Mm -hmm. be an ideal fit in safety, but they can't afford him. First guy I thought of, Mark, you know? Well, they're not going to pay him, Dayon, so don't think about him. I don't know. I mean, we've said that in the past, and then they've surprised us. I, I you know, I think really, kinda, what have they surprised us uh, to that degree? You've seen them sign free agents. You saw them sign guys last year. You saw them trade for expensive guys. They got Joe Hayden just because it wasn't, you know, the, the most conventional like second day of free agency doesn't mean it doesn't count. Yeah, but Tyrone uh, Matthew will be gone if they wait. I, I you know what? I, I I don't doubt that. I'm just saying that. I, they, look, they've made a lot of moves in the past three days uh, to cut on their salary cap commitments. Yesterday was Alejandro Villanueva. Today, again, after Robert Golden, not much of a savings. He was at 1.475, but you at least get to pile on a little bit more and you could always restructure. I'm saying that there's a chance that they could make an impact move here. I believe that. I think that's what this is pointing towards. You can't get, put it this way, Mark. You can't get a safety in the draft and just throw him out there. You know, I mean, Sean Davis took a little while at least. I think it's hard to get a center field type safety who has to understand the entire defense and everything about it be your last line back there and say, well, we're just going to get him in the draft and see how he looks in Latrobe. Dayon, we've got a billion commercials. We've got to wrap this up. As always, a pleasure. All right, Mark.
That's Dayan Kovacevic. Check him out at his sports website, dkpittsburghsports.com. Now it's time to ask Mark anything. Anything at all, 412-333-WXDX. Conference. Churches performed on the Honda stage, and Honda's proud to feature exclusive performances from breakout band Churches. Check out their new single, Get Out. Exclusive access to performances are at iHeartRadio.com slash Honda Stage. Wherever your path takes you, Honda celebrates the creativity and drive it takes to get there. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, big fan, big fan. Good show. Like the uh, entertainment. There'd be candy bars, lollipops, and the occasional nickel. DX at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, and it features the Mark Madden Super Genius Burger. So check out Chipino in the strip. We got the uh, Hockey Night Show with Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman just around the corner. My guest will be Mike Rupp of the NHL Network. Right now, it is indeed time to ask Mark anything. Let's go to Alex in the car. Alex, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Um, Denver's making moves on offense. What do you think their next uh, free agent pick's going to be, and what do you think was their fifth overall pick in the draft? I I, I think you've accidentally called a Pittsburgh talk show thinking it was a Denver talk show. Let's go to Greg on the road. Greg, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, So we're coming up on the end of the college hockey season. Uh, Now, great players like Gaudet have already been drafted by the Canucks. Do you know if the Penguins have any players on their radar? I mean, they got lucky last year with Aston Reese having grown up a Penguin player. You mean, you mean to come in and play at the end of this season? No, but who they could just sign. like any Oh, no, I have. think that's the last thing they're thinking about right now. Thank gotcha. you for the call. Yep. Wow, two calls celebrating trivial minutia to start off Ask Mark Anything. That leaves the line open, 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Jeremy in Charleroi. Jeremy, Ask Mark Anything. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, I was wondering, are you still uh, watching uh, WWE or you in the New Japan now? What's uh, what's your wrestling intake been like? I, I watch WWE sporadically. Uh, I, I follow uh, Ashley Flair, though, Charlotte. I watch all her work. I watch Ring of Honor uh, when I happen to be home on Sunday night. I don't watch New Japan. I follow it on, on YouTube and stuff like that now and again, but uh, I'm pretty much removed from wrestling. Why? What do you want to know? I don't know, man. I think you'd be great calling some of the New Japan matches. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but thank you for the call. Although, I am hosting a WrestleMania party again this year at a great spot, the Bulldog Pub in Morningside. So if you want to talk wrestling with me, that's the best place to do it. Let's go to Johnny in the car. Johnny, ask Mark anything. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Great. Uh, I was wondering, I'm big into breakfast. Uh, Where can I find the best corned beef hash I don't even know if there's any place to get corned beef hash in Pittsburgh. There's got to be, right? That's Is that a popular breakfast item? Uh, I don't know if it's as popular as it used to be, but it's definitely my favorite. Uh, I know one place, it's a place in Springdale, David's Diner. I know they make it homemade. I'm not familiar with that. I would try like one of my big breakfast places, like Eggs or Us here in Green Tree, or uh, DeLuca's in Robinson and in the Strip, uh, Kelly O's in the Strip. Uh, Mullins on the north side. Uh, those are the places I go for breakfast. I would try one of those. I would think that uh, Kelly O's would probably have it, but boy, they're always pretty packed. And again, you know it's good when it's always pretty packed. Let's go to uh, Corey in the car. Corey, ask Mark anything. What up, Big Sexy? What up, man? What song are you most 
uh, eager to see Greta Van Fleet play live this July, AJ. Well, uh, Highway Song, I think, uh, Highway Tune, rather. I'm thinking of Blackfoot. Yeah. Highway Song, sing it on and on. No, Highway Tune, but I, I just like all of Greta Van Fleet's work, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it play live. Yeah, I'm pretty excited myself. I like Flower Power. I think that's a pretty good jam. Really, there aren't too many bad songs in the Greta Van Fleet catalog, which is admittedly very small, seeing as other teenagers. Let's go to Isaac in the car. Isaac, ask Mark anything. Uh, so for Liverpool, who do you think uh, they'll draw in the next round, and uh, what are their chances? Depends who they draw in the next round. I'd love to see them draw Sevilla, who they tied twice in round robin play. I wouldn't mind playing Roma, and perversely, I wouldn't mind playing Manchester City. Liverpool have done very well against Manchester City in recent seasons. Up next, it's the Hockey Night Show with the three wise men, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. My guest will be Mike Rupp of the NHL Network. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.